This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What is the food that you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What is the food you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? I saw somebody ask this question on social media and I thought that is a really good question. Like, what is the food that even if you're super hungry, if somebody offered it to you, you'd say, Nah, hmm. I think I'm good. Hmm. Uh, should we go to the phones? Yeah. Well, you think? Yeah. We've got Annie on the line. Hi, Annie. Hi. Hi. What is the food that you will not eat no matter how hungry you get? I will not eat meatloaf. What? You, why not meatloaf? What did meatloaf do to you, honey? That's the reason why I don't eat it. <laughs> what did it do to you? Oh, no. My poor mom in the 80s made meatloaf for my dad every Sunday night. Oh, um, yeah, so you're just like you've had your fill totally. of meatloaf. No thank you. What if have you ever had like a great meatloaf though? That like one that blew your mind a little bit? No. Okay. Well more Sorry. for me. No, it's okay. You don't need to apologize, Annie, but I get it. I hear you. Meatloaf. She's been meatloafed out. I, thank you, I mean, Annie. I understand not liking meatloaf in the sense that like meatloaf isn't always that exciting, right? It's just a loaf of meat. Right. But, you know, I mean, I'm never going to say no. Well, especially if like I, that. So I understand this piece of that where it's like the way that your parent prepared it. Mm-hmm. If you had that every week of your life, like yeah. I might not. Go, for example, my mom was a great cook, but yeah. I did not. I didn't care for her pork chops. So I would not make them the way my mom made them, but sure. I'll still eat a pork chop. Yeah, you let, you can appreciate a pork chop. Right. Like once you can get out on your own, you're like, oh, I didn't realize a pork chop could actually taste good. Yeah. Or like whatever it, the thing is. Yeah. It could be different than how I always <laughs> had it. Let's go to Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Nancy, what is the food you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? Braunschweiger. Oh. Uh, yeah, that seems Isn't like... is that like spreadable... Meat? Meat. It's liver paste. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's what it is—the liver pate and the and the texture of it and the thing and the thought of where it comes from. Yeah, <laughs> none of it sounds good to you. They even sold it in the vending machine at work, and I can't believe people would eat that. Really? I, that's Gross. a vending machine. I'm not getting close. No to. kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. When you say that it's like liver pate, it makes it sound fancy. Yeah, but it's it's just paste. It's just meat paste. Yeah. Can't say that I've ever had. It's it. good. I will say I do enjoy Braunschweiger occasionally with some like uh, onions on like a piece of rye bread or mm-hmm. something. If it's a good quality Braunschweiger, but that's like pate, right? Like, right. 
you are either in the mood for it or you're not. Yeah. Or you uh, either like it or you don't. Let's go to Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack, what is the food that you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? Well, I used to work on the south side of Chicago. It's very popular there. And I was encouraged to try uh, chitlins or uh, dry, or deep, deep-fried pig intestines. Mm. And I'm not into that. No way. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. I don't yeah. know that I've ever had that. I don't think I have either. Yeah. And even Honestly. though they're deep-fried, not even good. Uh, 651-641-1071. What's the food you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? I can see that there are things that I've never tried before that I think if somebody offered them to me, I'd be like, yeah, no, thanks. I'll pass on that. Like Rocky Mountain oysters. No, no, no thanks. No, no. I wouldn't be interested in that. No, guts as a general rule are not my favorite. I right? mean, I have learned to try things that I like, you know, like chicken livers mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know, stuff like that. But I don't run towards that. Right. Right. Yeah. Head cheese. Not something that you're going to lean into. I mean, if it's a good into. head cheese. I've, honestly, I've actually had, had good head cheese, head cheese too. <laughs> or but brain. Brain is something oh, that is probably like. I'm going to avoid brain. I don't want tongue because I feel like if it can taste me back, I'm not interested. <laughs> I will say I've had really good tongue. Sliced hey. thin. hey <laughs> Sliced thin and um, barbecued. Actually, really? Really good, yeah. Okay. So, and you, it doesn't taste like tongue. But again, what, what does tongue, tongue taste, taste like? like? Right? right? You can't taste your own tongue. Yeah. Even though it's in your mouth all the time. 651-641-1071. What's the food you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? Do you have any others besides intestines? Um, <laughs> Not really because I, there is rarely a food that I won't eat. Like I live with someone who there are two things he won't eat. Beets and melon. I don't have anything like that. I won't eat melon. He just doesn't like it. Like, the taste. Oh my gosh. I know. I it's right. a shame. But more for more me. for you. Yay! Yeah, no kidding. And I don't like beets sometimes get that dirty taste, like dirt right. e taste. Right. Which I get, but I still enjoy beets on occasion. I love beets. Yeah. Yeah. Um but there's not a food that I'm like, do if you serve that I will leave the table. Right. Again, other than perhaps brains or guts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you try and you're like, okay. I'm usually like, and I think we're all kind of those kinds of people. We're triers. We try something. Brain is a texture thing. It's very creamy. Okay. And then you can kind of see the membrane sometime. Okay, hey, let's go to the phones. Mary's on the line. Hi, Mary. Is there a food that you won't eat no matter how hungry you get? Oh, yes. My mother used to make stuffed green peppers. You know, with the rice and the ground beef and all that junk. And that just isn't turning your crank. Push it over to my brother and my. No. You wouldn't even eat it. Not eating it. Hmm. So if you if it if you were so hungry, you thought, oh my gosh, I need to eat something right now. I feel faint, and somebody handed you a green pepper, a stuffed green pepper. You would not even do it then. Uh, No. No, thank you. Absolutely not. All right. Cat food first. Oh my god. That's probably something I wouldn't eat. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, for sure. Fat. Cat food. Yeah, fat. Fat food. Mm-hmm. I've been eating that my whole life. Mm-hmm. No cat food, dog food. I'm probably not eating. Yeah, that. no thanks. Yeah. No, thank you. But that's you know that's a low bar, right? I really. Do. What about you? Is what's the thing that you would not eat no matter how hungry? You I. Get? So I don't care for anchovies, mm. but I. Can't but, say that I wouldn't eat them, right? So, like, if if they were, if it were like, I I am so hungry, I'm cranky, I need something to eat, and the only thing is anchovies, 
I yeah, eat but, the anchovies. Yeah, but you wouldn't eat the an like you wouldn't like open a can and eat them. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if that was the only thing on offer, yeah, I probably would go ahead with it if I had to. Well, we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, I watched something this morning that we've sort of been looking forward to. Oh, okay. And um, I watched it really quick this morning. It came out today. It's the Bob Ross documentary. And I want to share it with you. Uh, a little here's what we're watching live oh, after goodness. this on My Talk 1071. Well, I watched something that we've been anticipating uh, this morning on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, and uh, whenever we talk about what we're watching, we do a little, here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, here's What We're here. Watching Live. Okay, what so you watch? I watched Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Uh, this is now, where was this on? This is a Netflix, Netflix. original. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I need to tell you is my hot tip. Which is that if you're watching Netflix on your computer, you can watch it at a higher speed. Oh, so if you really want to like hurry it up, you like can how fast were one you and a half speeds. So it was an hour and a half long and I watched it in an hour. Oh, wow. And at first you're like, oh, this is really fast. But then you get used to it and then you're fine. And then if you slow it down, you're like, this is too slow. So that's my hot you tip. Speed watch. You can speed. You can watch it uh, 1.25 speed or 1.5 speed. All right. But you can also slow it down if you really want to. Anyway, so What'd I sped think? it up, and because uh, I was like, I just want to watch this because I wanted to get to the nut of what it was about. Um, when they first put out a teaser trailer, it it didn't tell you anything, but it was full of mystery. It was very mysterious, and it implied that perhaps there was some controversy or some drama. And there is. Um, I was. Okay, so start with this. The Bob Ross Empire is something I've always been sort of like fascinated by. It's but it's like I, it's outside of me. I didn't watch Bob Ross. I wasn't Yeah. I didn't quite really understand a lot about who he was. So the beginning of this documentary kind of sets up for people who may be acquainted with the figure of Bob Ross mm-hmm. but don't really know who he is. Yeah. Um, it, so it tells you that story, it tells you how he got to where he is. Um, he was in the Navy, mm. He, but he always just wanted to paint. He loved painting. And then he studied under uh, somebody who, was, who did a painting series on television. And he went out and taught painting classes. And what he did was just really want people to know that they had it in them to paint. Yeah. That you don't have to, that talent can be acquired. It doesn't have to be... Um, you know, born into you that yeah. you can work at something and become talented at it. And that it's something everybody can access. And it, the, the beginning of it also talks about how he got into PBS and how he started doing his program. But the dark side of this story that we, that nobody knows. And the reason why nobody knows it is because his son, Stephen Ross, for the very first time, is talking about kind of how the Bob Ross empire exploded. And it all has to do with a partnership he made mm. with a couple okay. called the Kowalskis. That's their name. And I think the the male Kowalski, the male of the couple, used to work for the CIA. Oh. And there's all these like nefarious... Mysterious business practices that went on and there were like affairs that happened behind the scenes and um, eventually on his deathbed through a number of different questionable circumstances 
this couple, the Kowalskis, were able to get Bob Ross's name. So they literally own the rights to his name. And so they're making money off of his empire, not his family. Okay. So that's where the drama comes and from. And that's where the drama comes from. And what's interesting about it is, according to his son, at the very beginning of the documentary, you hear him say, there's going to be a lot of people that have backed out of having interviews on this because they're afraid of the Kowalskis who are still alive, still making money off of the Bob Ross empire. Um, whenever you see Bob Ross's face, image, his name on anything, it is owned by the Kowalskis. Hmm. In fact, it even goes so far to the fact that because so many people could replicate Bob Ross's paintings because people were painting along with him, they can like forge his name on paintings. So nobody really even knows what an authentic Bob Ross painting is. Oh, interesting. It's so fascinating, fascinating, you guys. And it's sad because his son, by all accounts, was as talented as Bob Ross and cared about the empire. They had an on-again, off-again kind of relationship, like a typical father-son relationship, right? You know, or some typical father-son relationships. It's not so far outside of the realm of possibility that somebody might have had a slightly fractured or difficult relationship with their parents. Um, But he, he has none of the empire. I mean, you're in his home, and his home is very modest, it's very, you wouldn't even know he was Bob Ross's son. So did they try, like the filmmaker try to contact the Kowalskis? And is there yep. like some, you know, like a black screen that's like, well, we tried yep. to contact them. And Essentially, they, part of this. they did. They showed, uh, they showed their response, which said it was very like polite. It was something along the lines of, we prefer not to be, we prefer not to discuss this at this time. Or that is not something we are interested in doing at this time. The Kowalskis did not, were not interviewed. The other thing that comes forward in this is um, a little bit more about how Bob Ross died. He died in 1995 and um, he died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and he was working right up until the end. Mm -hmm. And the Kowalskis, who he was business partners with, didn't want people to know he was sick and also manipulated, according to this documentary, manipulated people at the time of his death when they wanted to go to the memorial. They didn't want it to get a lot of attention. So they were actively telling people not to go. Because they still wanted to make money off of the show or what? Was the show in, I I guess I don't know what the history of the show is. Was it still on at that point? Yeah, so he had taken a turn from um, the joy of painting. And he had always dreamed of doing like children's shows. So he had taken a large part in it. And I'm going to, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a children's show that he was a part of. um, And they were very upset with him because he. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looked sickly on it because he was dying. Yeah. Um, that signature hairdo of his, he had lost all of his hair toward the end of his life, but nobody knew it. Because he was wearing a wig. Oh, wow. But he had he had been doing the joy of painting all the way up until close to the end. Yeah. And the Kowalskis had kept it from the production, all of the production crew that he was sick. So nobody knew that he was sick. Oh, that's it's such sad. a sad, sad story. And what's so sad about it is the, the other piece of it that you really get a feel for is how how much... Bob Ross loved life and mm-hmm. loved painting and wanted to share that gift of painting and his own joy of painting with the world. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, everybody said the person who you saw was exactly who he was, that he, that that kind of joy was how he lived his life. So it's just a, it sounds like it's just a case of a person who didn't advocate enough for themselves to protect their own interest. And then people took advantage of that. Well, OK, so yes and no, because there's sort of a twist to it. Bob Ross was trying to protect that until his death. And I don't want to give like the I don't it's not a big twist, but there's a twist away okay, having yeah. to do with his um his half brother and his son and how everything kind of went okay. sideways. So did you feel like you, you know, in addition to learning about his life, like there was some yes. resolution? No resolution. Oh. But I think that this will start. I am hopeful that like so many documentaries, when they start to expose a little something, that it will start a bigger conversation. Yeah, maybe there'll be some development. Yeah, there was a court case, but they weren't able to appeal it because they ran out of money. So I wonder if that's not part of the goal of this. How long to, was it? An hour and a half. Oh, that's not bad. It's super worth it, you guys. All right, Netflix. All right, when we come back, uh, D-Bank. Uh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. turn first you're right it's the mild d-bag oh okay um it's paul rudd oh no what did paul rudd do <gasps> that's so rude hollywood favorite never aging paul rudd that's exactly why holly the second part of that the never aging paul oh. rudd so there's been a resurfaced 1991 nintendo commercial featuring the one and only Paul Rudd. And you guys, whatever he is eating, whatever he is drinking, whatever he is snorting, <laughs> whatever he is swallowing, yeah. bring he it looks really good all the way on. You guys, How old he, is he is, well, he is, thank you for asking, 52. Two. Mm-hmm. He's 52 yeah, he years 52. old. He looks good. He looks really great for 32. Like, he's just a good-looking, not-aging man. And I, he found the fountain of youth, and he is hiding it from the rest of us. Yeah, he is, like, he has become a meme, his lack of aging. I know. Also, I don't get the impression that he has had work done. Which he's gotten injected. Which he might have, and that's the sign of a good doctor. I was going to say, if he's had work done, which I'm assuming as a person in Hollywood, he's probably had some Botox at Mm -hmm. least. 
whoever's doing it, who's ever doing it is doing it well. Yeah. Yeah. He also just he doesn't gets, look super puffy. Like there's not extra fillers happening. Mm-mm. He just gets hotter. No, he looks great. Mm-hmm. He's a really good looking man. So he's my D bag for that. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. deep, he's your D bag. I told you it's a mild D bag. He looks D-bag. real good. He looks real good. <laughs> Slow clap for Paul yeah. Rudd. Oof. So I'm just going to be over here scrolling. Uh, who do you got, trainer? Uh, my D bag today is Chloe Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Should she get a D bag punch card? <laughs> I feel no, like she. We, I'll, I'll, I'll punch. It. <laughs> I feel like she uh, at this point would get a free whatever mm-hmm. multiple times over because her punch card has been punched several times mm-hmm. on this show and for this particular segment, and it's all because. Oh, look at this! This is my favorite Chloe move, and by favorite I mean. Typical, predictable. Chloe's message. Chloe Kardashian posts cryptic quote about belittling people after suffering major Photoshop fail. And I love, and I'm just going to throw the sun in there too because the sun can't help but light a light a match um, and make things worse. Mm -hmm. So Chloe is a part of the clapback industrial complex. Mm -hmm. That's complex with a K, and she loves to clap back, and she loves to do it cryptically, vague back. Cryptic with a K. Yeah. Clap back Cl- uh, with a K. Careful. Cramping clap back. That is also vague booking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so she just throws all the hateful things with social media together. For example, here is this post that she posted on her Instagram stories. It's one of my favorite inspirational quotes. It's not because I don't have favorite inspirational quotes. I hate them Marilyn all Monroe? with a with a passion. It's from Albert Einstein. Quote, yes, Albert Einstein and Marilyn Monroe in the same room said this together. Never sit so high that you belittle others. God can always flip the script. Um, Mm -mm. excuse me? Mm -mm. Never. So she is telling people, don't think so high of yourself that you are going to belittle others because God will show you karma is a biatch, I think is what the kids say. Right. That's the actual uh, Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah. Karma is a bitch. Yeah. Albert Einstein. I think he said that in Vienna. If you go to brainyquote.com and yep. type karma, mm-hmm. that's what you get. You get that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but her post, again, now this, as attributed to the sun, has to do with a post from earlier this week wherein she allegedly shared a glam photo of herself in a knitted crop top, which she teamed with high-waisted pants. But it wasn't the outfit fans were looking at. Soon enough, fans spotted that Chloe's right arm appeared to go in, in at the elbow and then back out in an unusually warped way. One person wrote on the photo, uh... No one else is going to mention that arm. Look at that curve. So photoshopped. So, like... What I love about this is it's a self-contained experience. The Sun has called out Khloe Kardashian. The Sun <laughs> tells us why Khloe should feel aggrieved, and then takes a post from Khloe Kardashian and attributes it to her clapping back at the haters. Well, <laughs> I would just like to say that all day, every day, there are people on Khloe's Instagram being a troll. So I don't think that this is really what Chloe was probably directing her ire at. In fact, I feel like it was probably some aggrieved thing that we're not even aware of, but she is because that's, you know, to me, that's the origin of most, because you always, when you see that, right, when you see vague booking on somebody's social media, you think it's about you. Of course. It's not about you. Right. It's probably about somebody totally unrelated who the person, you know, 
thinks they're getting back at and hopes will see this thing. But of course, when you put it out there for everyone, everybody's like, is that about me? It's like, it's like that. It's like when you get that email from like your (laughs) boss, that's like note for everyone. And it's really just a note for one person. Yeah. But there are people. But everybody's like, oh, did I do that? Did I do that? And I it's should like, probably no, check that, that was actually Bob. Yeah, yeah. that's just your Urkel anxiety. Yes. See? Urkel anxiety. Urkel mm-hmm. anxiety. Did I do that? Did I do that? Now, what's interesting is, and I think that this, I don't know if, if, the, if this Sun article actually ever gets to this, but what I think is interesting is that the other day, the headline was all about Jordan Wood. Yeah. And her Cribs episode where she unwrapped a sweatshirt that said, uh, oh, bleep, I've been canceled. Yeah. And then and she, she said something like, being canceled. Yeah. yeah. And she says the only th- person who can can the only thing that can cancel you is God. Yeah. And God won't do that. And yeah. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, there are so many people yeah. that, that Chloe could. I mean, Tristan, anyone? Her right. Sisters, anyone? There's many options like, is the bottom line. And also, here's the other truth about Chloe Kardashian. It might not mean anything. She just knows that she can walk into a room and light a match mm-hmm. and run away. And everybody will be talking about it. Well, and yeah, anytime you vague book, everybody's going to wonder. You know, um, unicorn lips two twenty <laughs> on Instagram saying no one else going to mention that arm. Look at that curve. Is that I don't really think... the person's name? No, I just totally okay. made that up. Okay, I was like, really? <laughs> no, I made that up because I'm saying. Chloe Kardashian yeah. is not going to be stopped. Like, she's not going to go, oh, my God, unicorn lips. Who is this person? Well, also, I'm going to vague book them. No, also, if you read through the comments, if you get deep enough into any of her comments, mm-hmm. there's plenty of things she could be responding to. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's always like 24 seven. There are people showing up in her comments uh-huh. to troll. And the son thinks that this has to do with some dumb post. No, I'm sure it has nothing to do with any of that. But also, Chloe, seriously? Like, who are you? This is the other thing about Chloe, where um, she thinks that her bleep don't stink. Right. Like, never sit so high that you belittle others. Have you ever belittled anyone? Uh, Did you see the other story today? Which Mm -hmm. one? So this is like going viral on TikTok. Somebody unearthed an interview with her. Oh. And it was an interview on a podcast where she says the following word. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it is it is this egregious. It's something along the lines of, you know what I hate? I hate it when fat people oh, are God. eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream and say, why Why am I so fat? And But they don't want to exercise and they don't want to drink water and they don't want to eat salads. I'm paraphrasing, but it was those words. It was that egregious. I'm... <laughs> I'm not overdoing it. Also, I, I, oh, I have so many questions for her. Because I just, because I have journalistic integrity, (laughs) um, (laughs) I want to find the actual words so that I know that I'm not. I would like to know, like, who is the fat person eating the ice cream who said to her, right, why am I so fat? Okay. And I'm I'm saying these are all absurd things because I know this didn't happen and she's just trying to be obnoxious and... So this is a 2019 interview. Oh, so not that long ago. Not that long ago. Here, I'm going to show you. Uh, I'm going to share it with my friends here. Oh, also from the sun. Um, she said, quote, uh, 
Oh, see, I don't have the exact quote. Um, I can't stand people who are like eating a bucket of Haagen-Dazs ice cream and they are like, I'm so fat. And like, they won't work out. They won't change their diet. They won't drink more water. They won't whatever. (laughs) They won't drink more water. Yeah. Also, who are those people? I can't stand those people. Mm -hmm. Who are those people? You know, those people. Yeah. Those, you know, all those fat people eating ice cream. Exactly. Who are they? Right. Those people, Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't name them. Right. But you know those people. Yeah. She's just too much. But were you in a like restaurant when no, those you saw pe- that? No, Bradley, those yeah. people eating their so Hagen dazs You're just trying to be a B word. And oh, well, I mean, oh not trying. Wait, hold are. on, hold on, hold on. Never sit so high that you belittle others. <laughs> well, sh- to be fair, she's not sitting very high in that chair <laughs> on the podcast That's that you true. just referenced. It's true. It's a low chair. Also, it's on video. Yeah. That's not a good look. I know. Mm. I know. Mm. Also, yeah. Okay. And so this has gone this has gone viral on TikTok by a woman who's like, True, come get your mom. She's embarrassing herself. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, people are responding because that's what we do. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the this is the problem with saying things that don't make any sense. Right. Like, and trust that you could pull clips out of our show. Now, please go do your homework mm-hmm. and find the clips where we say something dumb and take it out of context. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a thing. I totally mm-hmm. get it. But in this case, for somebody who is so, you know, like focused on like serenity and not tearing other people down, which is really just a like, it, what do we call that defensive like kindness? And that's like, actually a really good name for it. Defensive kindness. I feel like they call it something else like weaponizing kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where you use it as a weapon yeah. to shut people up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like if someone comes for you, you try to shout them down by, mm-hmm. you know, um, saying like, that's not kind. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, OK, fine. Sure. But um, show me the person who's 100 percent of the time. Always perfectly kind i mean that seems like a really boring person i know i'm just saying like show me that person what nobody's showing up right now it's chloe kardashian clearly yeah (laughs) oh my god can you imagine if we have her on our show okay no that's never gonna happen i don't even want that to happen but i would have so many questions but would you ask them i don't know okay i don't know well we'll find out we'd have to talk ourselves up but we'd have to really like We'd have to really, you know, we'd have to strategize yeah. because we would have questions and she would clap. Like, back. Why is this all so fake? What's really going on? Tell me the truth. Oh, gosh. Well, you guys are just being haters. I'm going to leave this interview now. Yeah, That's oh, exactly what she did. Exactly. Do. Well, that's your problem. When we come back, but then I would the, clap back. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we do have a D-bag double down. Yeah. You guys, I am delighted to share the story of. Farrah Abraham getting kicked um, out of Havard. What? Can you do me a favor, though? Sure. Never sit so high that you belittle others. Thanks. I'll try to remember that when All we right. come back on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We've got a little D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Farrah Abraham. Oh, what's Farrah up to? Oh my gosh. She wants us to know that she has been kicked out of Harvard. Or Havard. Mm. Harvard. Wait, was she... Okay. 
Okay. Was she ever in Hanford? Okay, so yes, apparently she was. Now here's, there's a lot to unpack here, okay? okay. But the first thing you need to know is that mm-hmm. on her LinkedIn, she said that she was taking creative writing and literature classes at Harvard Extension School. Evidenced by her brand new book, Memoire. Thank you. It's a Memoire. But apparently a representative for Harvard University did. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Confirm that Farrah Abraham was enrolled at the school. Quote, we can confirm that Farrah is registered as of right now in an online summer course. Oh, good okay? for her. So, but she's not like okay. No, she was right. presenting this mm-hmm. as though she were a matriculated Harvard school student, right? As though she had paid the uh, the um, application fee, applied, yeah. was reviewed, and then offered a position as a student. Yeah, just because at Harvard, just because you take like an online weekend course at. Havard doesn't make yeah. you a Havard graduate. Yeah, no. you can audit courses yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, apparently, Farah Abraham has claimed in a Yelp review of Harvard. <laughs> oh God, I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh. That she is quote the number one discriminated to the highest level by being locked out of my Zoom for a course I paid for by a teacher Patricia Bellanaka and Dean Robert Nugenborgen. With okay. no one answering emails. What? Excuse me, Mr. Farfanugan, you are not <laughs> answering my emails. So, you, no, it's, you are not my email answering. So, Farah Abraham <laughs> wrote a very lengthy review of Havard, Harvard, oh my God. talking about how she has been discriminated against because she was locked out of a Zoom course and she did. Locked out like they were like, you cannot come yep. in here, ma'am. She posted also a screenshot of a Zoom session that shows that she was unable to join the meeting because, quote, she was removed by the host. <laughs> she commented on the picture, Maybe. quote, discrimination of the highest level. Harvard teachers and dean grade students on attendance, so they block students' attendance. Oh, honey. Now, and here's where it starts to get good. As. Okay, thank you. Here's where it gets good. She also posted a screenshot of an email from a professor. Oh, God. The email read the following. Oh, honey. Ma'am. Quote, I urge you to drop this course now while it's still easy to make a change in your schedule and instead enroll in Expo S15, which would give you additional practice with reading and writing at the college level or in Expo S5, which would help you develop your writing skills on a sentence level. Oh, that's the feedback that Fair Abraham got. Well, okay, so, but here's the thing. And she shared it. Here's what I love about Havard. Like, they didn't throw her under a bus or, like... No! They didn't, like, look down their nose at her. They were like, ma'am, we can help you at the sentence level, which seems like going above and beyond, because I feel like the sentence level might be your ticket to, you know... 
doing any of these courses, mm-hmm. but what do I know? I'm just a boob on the radio from noon to three. I'm just a country lawyer. But like kudos to them for saying, hey, we'd like to help. This might not be the right class for you, but maybe you'd want to start here. And she got her undies in a bunch. Well, she doesn't wear undies. So she got her bunch in a bunch in a bunch. And watch out. She's going to live stream. No, but like, you know, and I also believe I, I'm I, I have actual more faith in Havard now because having heard actual excerpts from her memoir, <laughs> I too would believe that she needs help at a sentence level. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. But like, it's. Uh, well, and it's like, hey, you can actually still be enrolled in Havar, right, Farrah Abraham, right. if you want. They are literally saying, please take yes. these classes. This creative writing and literature graduate program perhaps is not for you right but now. Is this not all quintessential Farrah Abraham? The whole world oh, is blocking her from being the beautiful butterfly that she is. And they're forcing her to stay in her cocoon by telling her she doesn't know how to write sentences. I do believe. Which is the truth. I do believe that if she is successful in business someday, it's because she'll sell whatever drug she's on that makes her believe that she has superhuman powers. Right. Because I admire that in her. Like, her Mm -hmm. hustle ability is to, like, I don't, you're going to like she published a book. Right. It is not a good book. Mm-mm. It is not a book I would read Mm-mm. to say published is probably an offense to the people whose books have ab- a- actually been published. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of self-published people out there in the world that are like, screw you institutions. I'll do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, go for it. Um. So but I, I it's that chutzpah that she has that I'm like, could you just tell us how we get that? Because yeah. I actually would be interested in learning about that experience. Okay. Because you literally walked into Harvard without the ability to write and complete sentences thinking you belonged there. Right. And that is a unique skill that not everybody has. Which I love that part of it. And I want to harness that part of it. The piece, the place where it goes wrong and the questions that I have are, does that actually translate to success in the sense that ultimately, because what I think she's also doing is hustling her storyline about the success she has. Yeah. Right? Like we all know her name, but but does that actually does that actually translate to ducats in her bank account? Who knows? But I will say that Oh, how do I say this? People have done this in the world. Oh yeah. And been very successful mm-hmm. at creating the image of success when in fact the material success they purport to have is not actually anywhere other than coming out of their mouth or on paper somewhere that they wrote on a piece of paper and told people that that's what they had. Right. So my point is like, yeah. it almost doesn't matter if people are willing to believe it. Right. Yay, I suppose. What, but you know, in terms of Farrah Abraham, well, <laughs> Stop does stealing. anything, does anything, but the fact that like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her bank account. I would like to know what's in her bank account. I want to take her learning annex course. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, tell me what would be on the sababa list because it wouldn't be a syllabus. <laughs> the syllabus. It'd be a sababalus. Yeah, it would be illusions. Fake it till you make illusions it. Yeah. of wealth by Farah Abraham. By Farah <laughs> Abrahami, who is a graduate of Havard. <laughs> Not the cheese. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the best fast food burger? Yummy. 651-641-1071. We'll talk to you after this on My Talk 1071.